0: Welcome into the, the, oh no, I already screwed up. I can't be hosting this, damn it. Uh, Get the, the, fuck here. the, 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 damn, oh, can we start over yet here? I suck at this. <laughs> the DNVR Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sports, Sports
2: Podcast. God
0: damn it. Why does it say DNVR I, then? Because that's our company. I'm reading off of the page. Oh I know. Wow, we got a. this has been a, this has been a rough home? showing. <laughs> no, AJ, this is AJ. He wants to go home. That's RK over there. That's true. We have a fun show planned for today. Uh, mm. We are going to be ranking all of the champions, because what's more fun than talking about which of our champions are the worst? Yeah, Seems like a What about which of our champions are the best? Let's
1: let's just arbitrarily rank them, tear a few of them down <laughs> along the way, act like they weren't
2: <laughs> any good, and then move on. It'd be great. Yeah. Some of them just weren't deserving, honestly. How fucking sick is it that they're six now? Six is a good number. Yep. Next one's going to be for Elway. I... I was th- like, I. I'm, it's kind of crazy to think that we've got
1: six in like my lifetime. I know. Yeah. Well, not I always like, say not ten th- like,
2: oh, there's a 1965 uh, thrown in there, and <laughs> we're like talking about Bill Russell and shit, shit right? No. Like, <laughs> it, it it is, and I always say ten in a lifetime. That's a you lived a good life as a sports fan if you get ten. We're all on pace. I'm at eight. Wow, we're not counting KU basketball. <laughs> we
1: we definitely
2: are because. Those happened. When I was a kid I liked Duke, so do I get to claim those now? I sure. think I'm probably at 10. Sure. I yeah. did it. I did it, guys. You uh watch a lot of their games?
1: <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I I mean, one of the your most exciting uh upsets was when my lumberjacks beat them.
2: i <laughs> <laughs> I I was probably cheered for Stephen F. Austin in that game. That was sweet. I was too.
0: <laughs> Today we are not counting college championships. Oh, okay. uh, we are we're going pro sports only, Big Four only. Yeah. So, so like, love the Mammoth and the Outlaws and all that. Like, yep. No disrespect. I gotta yep.
1: say
2: love that the Rapids. Rapids
3: team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Casey dude, best champion in that Denver Rapids team history. existed.
0: <laughs> so by this, Did but not, no way they ever gonna win that. With a torn ACL on the way there. I gotta y- say
2: the, the 2014 Outlaws. Unbeatable. You know
0: the year though. That's
2: cool. I've just guessed. If you guess any year, <laughs> yeah, there's a chance that outlaws did one the year.
0: Colorado Crush ever get one? Yes.
2: 2007. Yes. Yes. Graham Harrell or no, damien Harrell. Uh, I had a John Dutton jersey. Yep, John Dut- Dutton to Harrell. That now, was a connection.
0: No, that name has been kind of claimed by the guy in Yellowstone. Is there anyone
2: but, else we need to give a nod to? 90 Buffs. Yeah, 90 Buffs is a big one. Also, not really invited to the party. Sorry. But,
0: Every right. d- d- hockey championship ever comes from like CU or Denver.
3: So I that's mean, fun. The, the Pios, obviously. I mean, yep. But yep. I say hockey, but the Pios
2: deserve some. All,
0: every the, CU skiing team ever. Exactly. Uh, the Steeplechase. Lost Steeplechase champions <laughs> up at CU. But no, no, no. Point is, we've got the three yeah, Avalanche stretching. championships, we've got the three Broncos championships, and these two both put together their rankings. Uh, so you didn't have to put your rankings together? I'm hosting. I'm hosting. I'm throwing it to you guys. This is some Kirkwork Street shit. I turned like... Can't take a uh, pick because, uh, you know, I'm announcing the game. Four of these happened before I turned five. So I I don't have like the... I can go back and look, do those sorts of things. Just not the same. We're going to get to the rankings later on in the show. We want to start just by kind of running through what happened in all these. Starting with the first one. We're going through in chronological order. 1995, 1996, Colorado Avalanche. They win the cup. 104 points. Uh, wind up only losing six games in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. What What do you know about this team, AJ? Which one? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. 95, 96. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no,
1: they were uh, like the, the big the the biggest thing is that the season started, uh, and they made two like gigantic trades. After that season started when they Hmm. because they traded for Claude Lemieux, who had just won the cup the year before with New Jersey, but was holding out. Uh, So they traded for Claude Lemieux and then they traded for Patrick Waugh. Oddly enough, they traded for Patrick Waugh the night after a 10 to 2 win over the Sharks. (laughs) Like, wow! Imagine like beating a team that badly, and then being like, okay, well, now we've added uh, the greatest goaltender of all time, <laughs> so we can win that game ten to nothing next time around.
2: Is there precedent in any other sport that compares to that trade? Like, at what other sport? Because would you like you could definitely make the argument that goalie is the most important position in hockey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in any other sport, has the best player at the most important position been traded mid-season?
1: midseason i mean obviously gretzky got traded okay obviously yeah. the eric lindros trade was like
2: yeah the the crazy one like
1: enormous uh, shockwaves like yeah uh you know with lindros being one of the most anticipated top prospects even today he would be a top 5 like one of the most anticipated like like everybody understood this guy was going <laughs> to be a, a a franchise player
2: like the broncos trading for russell wilson is even like in unprecedented territory of yeah. like trades for superstars,
1: established like yeah, you know this guy's going to the Hall of Fame someday. Right,
2: exactly, and yeah. that just that stuff doesn't happen. But for Patrick Waugh, that is the best goalie of all time traded in the middle of the season. Well,
1: and and yeah. the way that it happens, like talk about sabotaging yourself in such an epic way yeah. that your coach leaves him in there and embarrasses him in a game in which he's getting lit up against the Red Wings.
0: The crazy thing Maybe is Vassie that Vassie will
2: uh, demand a trade to the Avalanche for being left in there in Game we've, Two. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been we've
1: been waiting and waiting and waiting for Carey Price, for the the Carey Price Domino, and now it's like nobody wants Carey Price. <laughs> <laughs> He's too old, too expensive, too many problems. As great a guy as he is, but that I mean, you are right. But it is also a unique situation in just the way that it all unfolded because it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like we knew of like serious, serious issues. And, before yeah. he literally goes over and tells the owner during the game, "I'll never play for you again."
2: Right, and as we've learned about Patrick Waugh since, he's a very um, spontaneous. Person. Well, Pat, Patty has
1: Patty's <laughs> ways. And, yeah, you know he's he does what he's going to do, and when he makes his when he makes up his mind, that's how it goes.
0: Yeah. Going into the season, so this is the first season that they're in Colorado. Yeah. They were plus eight hundred to win the cup. And that's without Patrick Waugh.
1: Well, so their last year in, in Quebec City, uh they were great. They were upset in the first round of that postseason. So That's it, gotta make it so much more painful. Yeah. It wasn't fans. it wasn't like this was, you know, you, you had you had second year Peter Forsberg mm-hmm. coming in, you know, you had prime Joe Sackick. age Joe Sakic mm-hmm. and Adam Foote. Uh, it was a it was a team with a lot of talent. You know, Deadmarsh was still young, Kamensky <laughs> was still in that in that window, and then they trade for Claude Lemieux, who gives them that extra edge, that edge, that snarl, and was was arguably one of the greatest playoff performers ever. Uh, and then and then when you add Patrick Wah, because coming into the year, I mean, look like uh, Stefan Fyfe, as we saw, went on to have a solid career in the NHL you yeah. know, as a starter for the Kings and. Uh, Jocelyn Thibault was a Like the goalie prospect In the NHL He was The way that we talked uh, the, That Thibault got talked about Back then was The way that we talked about Spencer Knight yeah. Jake Ottinger mm-hmm. Like those young This guy's going to be A yeah. superstar at the position He's going to be The best of the best And then uh, You know They They felt like Hey we're, we can improve here We it's, can We can It's Patrick Wah And we We actually found out uh, Pierre Lacroix had been trying to trade for Patrick Waugh for a while and it was never gonna happen with the team in, in Quebec City. Right. There was no chance that yeah. the Canadiens were going to move <laughs> Patty Watt to to the Nordiques. There was no. Yeah. It's it, it's it would be like uh you know, it would be like the the, the Penguins trading Sidney Crosby to the Flyers. Right, you know? right, right. Like there was just not it was not gonna happen. Um and then when that team moved to Den, you know, and then Pierre Lacroix was the guy that had the, the stones uh, the, the, to, to make that kind of a move. And that's really, I think, what put them on the path to where they ended up.
2: I wish one of us was a little bit older mm-hmm. so we could understand what it was like to not just have a team just show up yeah. overnight, mm-hmm. yeah. but also be good when they got here and then just be like, fuck it. We're doing. We're getting better, and we're just gonna go like, like I can't even imagine the rush of getting the team, the rush of them being awesome already, winning ten to two that night, and then the next day finding out, like, oh, now you have the best goalie. Like, well, like I can't. That, it's all happened so fast. You
1: mentioned, but I mean, like, they're what eight games into the season they trade for Claude Lemieux. Yeah, and like Claude Lemieux just won the con Smythe the year before. <laughs> so if you were familiar with hockey at all, and this team shows up in Denver on your doorstep. And then you're like, oh, we, oh my God, we've got Peter Forsberg, you know, who, again, was just starting out. And, oh, my, we've got Joe Sackick and Adam like uh-huh. We've got some great players here. And then they add Claude Lemieux two weeks into the season. Like, if you're familiar with hockey, you're like, holy crap, man, these yes. guys mean business. <laughs> yes, and then you fast forward <laughs> three months to the to December and you get they add Patrick Waugh and you're just like, this uh, is the okay, I guess, like a.
2: Well, it makes sense why there's such an amazing group of Avs fans from that generation because it's just Mm -hmm. like they must have just come in and just took the whole place by storm, you know, Yeah. even before they won the cup. It just must have been so fun to be like, oh, shit, this team is awesome. I
1: imagine it's it's basically the same thing that we saw in Vegas Mm -hmm. where the expectations, nobody really knew what what was going to happen going in because it was an expansion team. Expectations were pretty low. Uh, but then when it when it they took hold and they just started winning games and they you know the city just got wrapped up in it, and it just created these diehards. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's a, I mean it's, look they're incredibly annoying and we all hate them, but who the Vegas fans, oh, and oh, the city, yeah, and all yeah. them. Yeah. But but like you love you you love it's great how for the game. Yeah, it's great. It's great because especially with the the old school mentality of. Hockey in the desert, are you serious? Has this already not failed in Arizona? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a whole other conversation. conversation. Yeah. But, like, the way that it just shows up and it just instantly works in Vegas is a great thing for the game. And, and now that's, a, that's an awesome fan base that, look, I, I can't stand Vegas fans, but you have to you have to respect that they care.
2: Yeah, and it was one of the reasons why I thought they might even make it easier for the Kraken. Cause I was just like, it worked. Right, like it just sparked it sucked them for everyone, and it was unfair. Yeah, but it instantly made a, a hockey town out of Vegas. Yep, and the opposite happened with the Kraken this year, where I just like. They sucked. I didn't really hear anything about the hockey culture at mm-hmm. all in Seattle.
1: Great sports town that wanted the, that is like dying to love the Kraken, but yeah. it's gonna be a couple of years though, for sure.
0: Just wrapping this team up. I mean, is there like a, a moment that stands out? I feel like just raising the cup doesn't count because that's gonna. Yeah, apply I mean, obviously,
1: like look, the the Detroit Red Wings that year won sixty two games, ancient mm-hmm. record. That was that's that's still maybe the greatest regular season mm-hmm. team in NHL history was that mm-hmm. Red Wings team that year uh that the abs opened the season against first game of the year was against detroit and little did we know right yeah Yeah. no idea how that would be historically impactful but i think that's it like that's it's the 96 abs are more remembered for the rivalry starting with detroit than they are winning
2: the cup this is a cool comment Mm -hmm. here they say when the avalanche showed up in colorado it instantly felt like they had been a team here forever like the broncos
0: Speaking of the Broncos, jumping in about a year and a half later, the Broncos won their first Super Bowl. They've been to a bunch, obviously. Go 12-4, and um, beat the Jaguars 42-17, beat the Chiefs 14-10, beat the Steelers 24-21, and then beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. Um, just Ryan, what, what stands out about that season? Well,
2: I, I've i said this a lot over the last few weeks, but I'll say it again here. I think the Avs helped inspire this season. Hmm. Um, You know, John is the guy. He's Denver. And he's gotten so close and not gotten there. And then the Avs show up and they win the cup. And I just feel like LA was like, screw this, man. Well, and
1: so there were two things I think that contribute to this. The Rockies show up and become the fastest expansion team in sports history to make the postseason Mm -hmm. because they made it in 95. And And then the Avs show up and win the cup. And all of a sudden, like... You know, Mr. Big Bridges himself, John Elway, is looking around like I'm the best quarterback in NFL history (laughs) and I'm not even I'm not even the primetime athlete in my own city anymore. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I I think it's important to mention that. And then I think the other thing here is they had just had the maybe the biggest letdown of the entire era the year before when they lost Mm -hmm. to the Jags. Yep. And so then they turn around and they get the Jags again in the first Mm -hmm. round and just pulverized them. And this is
1: where the revenge tour exactly right storyline came in
2: and it's similar you know um, kind of to the abs like getting over the second round hump this year and it almost just felt easy after that right like for the abs like it was just like okay well, once now they're over that like they sweep the oilers and like you know they go up to on the on the lightning I would
1: not say that the Stanley Cup final felt easy
2: I, I would just say like it felt I don't know.
1: I gave up four years at the end of my life. (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying it was but I just mean like from like a stress (laughs) standpoint. Mm
2: -hmm. There's a certain thing of just like clearing a hurdle where you're just like, okay, now we just gotta go be us. And I think that's what happened there. It's like they get the Jags again and it's like, uh oh, this is their bugaboo. This is a scary Jags. Well remember how that game starts.
1: How so? That game that game starts like okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Jacksonville blocks that punt the yep. oh, punk yep, goes yep, right, right into that dude's arm and he returns it for a touchdown just red flags. and you're and you're and you're getting like Vietnam style flashbacks <laughs> right Jesus. where you're just like oh my god I can't yeah. believe I'm about to live this horror again yep. and then they end up with I think multiple guys had 200 yards rushing in that game yeah that like was... von Hebron finished with like 80 yards rushing yeah it's they yeah. pulled Derek Laville in that game because their backup running back they like sat him because they were like, "Ah, uh, we don't need this guy." No because, point in risking him getting. Yeah, it. because they were blowing them out so badly that I just don't. Uh, uh, I I I don't know. I don't know that there was a comparable for the ABS where it was like they stomped so badly, but it was. The way that the way how like how easy it was in that game, the way that they like sent that message like this isn't last year. I definitely think that it put them on that trajectory yep. to, to go through the grind that they would go through the next two weeks.
2: Right. And it's like you just you get past a certain hurdle and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Now you just worry about you and you worry about, mm-hmm. you know, playing your style of football. Um, I think, you know, we can go through each game. There's always got to be a Steelers game. Um, in, in a Broncos playoff run, um, well,
1: the the Chiefs and the Chiefs. In of I mean, you're in you're in Kansas City, they're they're down at the end of the field at the end of the game, they're you know you you win that game by with essentially a goal line stand, you know like they're they're throwing into the end zone to win the game, mm-hmm. and you're that's that's how you that's how you stop them. Yep, uh, and that's you know winning in Kansas City. You remember. It used to, like winning in Kansas City in December used to be like it still is nobody <laughs> ever did it and 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 now like nobody just wins in Kansas City but yeah. but back then it was still it was still like a huge huge thing and like that was your division rival that they were better than you that year they they won that division yep. like, you're you're on the road that game mm-hmm. you're twelve and four but you're on the road game that game
2: for a reason and I think Elway had a very Average at well, best game. Like, uh, that
1: game finishes 14 to 10, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think
2: he so, was like 13 of 29 or something. Like, <laughs> like it was rough. Like, they had to kind of scrape through that one.
0: Yeah. I can pull this up right here. He was, uh, oh, did I go by it? There it is. Uh, 10 of 19, 170 okay. yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. So, yeah. Had one rush, went backward. He also lost a fumble.
2: And that's 25 carries for TD, 101 <laughs> yards two touchdowns just grinding like, it yeah, out Yeah, grind it out just a die. i mean literally four yards in a cloud of dust 25 carries for 100 yeah. yards Oof. Yeah, grind just grind it out oh but in both teams like yep maybe it was the game before or maybe it's the game after that elway had like crazy bad stats but that one i mean again like you said you know you didn't win the division they did
1: yeah. And that's a that was a big game. And then obviously going into Pittsburgh. Yep. You know, you've got Cordell Stewart at quarterback and I love Cordell Stewart. Well and that was the thing <laughs> is it was like it was like going against one of your own, right?
0: Yeah.
2: So yep. um let me see what the stats were in that one. I wanna see if this was the game that What you got? Okay, oh and this one is eighteen of thirty one for two ten and two touchdowns. Um but yeah, getting He was not good in the Super Bowl. Well, and and so you get to this, you get to the Super Bowl, yep. And that's where this one is a little bit like the Avs this year. It's like you're getting the team going for it, and the O
1: totally, one and the O yeah. one
2: Abs. The, yeah, you're, the, you're talking about
1: taking away the defending champion. Yep.
0: And to put things in perspective, I mean the the Packers are 11 point favorites in that game. The Packers went into the season plus 250 to win that Super Bowl. Did it so 250.
1: It, did it finish at 11? God, I thought it was higher than that.
0: Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, it was 14. Four, and so did I. Yeah i was surprised
2: yeah Yeah. and that's crazy um if you're not into sports betting like there are it is rare in a given week in the football season Mm -hmm. to have double digit favorites in the nfl like you'll get them you know Mm -hmm. the chiefs are playing the texans and it's like a 16 point spread but we're talking about the best teams versus the worst teams you're talking about the super bowl (laughs) get double digit spreads this is the super bowl and the broncos are double digit dogs and let's not forget that this is the team that can't get it done in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So
1: no one is giving them a chance. Well, against against defending champs. Brett back-to-back MVP. Yep. Like you're talking about like this they were very much like the Tampa Bay Lightning just were. They were the final boss.
2: I would love to live in an alternate universe where I could see what what like our coverage would have looked like leading up to that game. Cuz people like it would have been a lot more high <laughs> It was <laughs> it was hopeful. You know, um, but I people did not believe the Broncos were going to go beat the Packers. How could and I'm you? I'm sure they did in Denver, and you know the fans were hopeful. But lost again,
0: four Super Bowls to that point, right, right? They
2: lost four, and they hadn't been in a long time. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, they're, yeah, they're, here we go again. You know, One. they're kind of backing their way into the Super Bowl against we're a this wild powerhouse team. Yep,
0: plus two fifty to win the Super Bowl before the season. That's wild. The
2: Avs were plus four hundred to win the cup this year, and that felt like it was absurdly yeah. low odds. That's
0: and just a crazy they number. Were,
2: you know, they're right, they protected themselves on that one. But yeah, so that you know, to go in and win that game and there's so many obviously the helicopters, you oh, know and the, and the again, moment how does easily. that game start?
1: First drive of the game, Green Bay just walks down the field, scores a touchdown. And that was your big concern about. You're
2: having flashbacks of Montana Denver's to defense, Rice. And, mm-hmm. yep.
1: You know, Denver's defense was the big question because it was just okay. Yep. You know, they were good players, but as a unit, they weren't very good. Yep. yep. And then the other big question was well, okay, well, Denver's offense is built around its running game now. And you remember their defensive line was gigantic and Gilbert Brown in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. they were it, the whole storyline was the Broncos don't have a single offensive lineman that weighs over 300 pounds. Yep. How are they going to handle the Packers' beef in the middle? How are they going to handle that defensive line that's going to chew up their running game, right? It's going to just dominate.
2: Which, like, that and, was also by design having a smaller line. Yeah. And, and It wasn't an accident. Right, but that wasn't the story oh, back then. Oh, totally not. The, totally. Story, the
1: story was... Small line get beat up. And yep. that's not how that game went. Remember? Yeah. By the end of it, Gilbert Brown, like on the one knee, like, please can't let this be over. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that was a Mike Shanahan plant, too. Yeah. Like of he course. was hyping it up going to the media saying, Yeah, yeah I, they're not oh, big man. enough. We're like, we're small. I'm not sure if they can do it. Just oh, get another we'll see skin how like it that. Goes. And then they score four touchdowns in the game. Yeah. All four of them, one yard touchdown runs. So great. So great.
2: And again, I feel like it's TD is almost underappreciated, and TD is adored mm-hmm. in this town. Yeah. But John Elway is John Elway, of course, and he mm-hmm. always will be, and he deserves to be John Elway. But TD in this game is 30 carries for 157 yards mm-hmm. and three touchdowns. In
1: a game that, keep in mind, he got pulled from because he had migraines Yep, mm-hmm. and sat out stretches of that game yep. and literally went back in and was used as purely as a decoy because he couldn't see. And John Elway is twelve for twenty-two for one hundred and twenty-three yards and a pick. And the pick comes after the recovered fumble on the kickoff.
2: So, again, I'm not trying to t- I'm not trying to tear down John Elway here. I'm sure. Trying to uplift TD. TD yep. is should I feel like I don't know I feel like he should be revered even more than he is.
0: Absolutely. That, I mean, it's just that a short whole short playoff run yeah. is TD. Absolutely, yeah. that's why
2: he's cool. in the Hall of Fame. I was
0: gonna say
1: he's in the Hall of Fame because of his postseason success, yep. mm-hmm. and it started in that that playoffs. That's where it began his dominance. Where look, Thrill Davis was a great regular season player, but what he did in the postseason still was pretty much unmatched in in, NH, in, in NFL history, yep. and uh, that's where it began. That was like the and we look back on it now, and we're like, that's where the journey started. Yep. But as we were going through it, it was like. Terrell Davis hadn't won the MVP yet. He was mm-hmm. still on the ascent in that career. Yep. He hadn't. He was not Terrell Davis.
2: Yeah, and you also have to remember it's Nikola Jokic esque in the sense that he's a late draft pick. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. sixth
1: round pick that you and, and this was, he was the first guy yep. of the late round undrafted of all the all the running back finds mm-hmm. that Mike Shanahan would 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 you yep. know go on Earth. During his time as, as head coach. so
2: And so in the same way. He spent a lot of time on these two teams I know, alone. I know. <laughs> yeah. on the sa- in the same way that beating the Jags was a hurdle, obviously winning the fucking Super Bowl is a huge lift off of their shoulders. Yeah. Um, they've now reclaimed the town, <laughs> you know, uh,
1: and mm-hmm. immediately put themselves on the map as the destination for guys that mm-hmm. wanted to go win you yes. remember Neil Smith. Neil Smith. yes. Neil Smith becomes mm-hmm. a free agent, been terrorizing John John Elway his entire career in Kansas mm-hmm. City, and then says, "I'm gonna go take a one year deal and go win go win a Super Bowl in Denver instead." Sorry, and it works. And it 1998, works. 1998. Man, Terrell works.
0: Davis is the MVP. They they cruise to a Super Bowl, win every game by double digits in the playoffs. So, this, yeah, g- this, what
1: was the Miami game? Was it 31 3? 38 3 38. Come on, 38. put some respect on the name, <laughs>
0: AJ. But, but I don't want to
2: jump too far ahead too fast because I think it's so yeah. important to realize that this team was like, oh, we win Super Bowls now. Yeah. That's just who we are.
1: Yeah. The hey. expectation went from like they were the team that ended the AFC's losing streak in the Super Bowl to like this is the God mode team now. Yes.
2: And so they start 13 0. Mm-hmm. and it's just like, uh, it's just heaven in Denver at this point. <laughs> like Everyone's like, oh, my God, we can never be stopped. What's crazy, though, is there's also two other dominant, dominant teams in the Falcons and the Vikings in the NFL. The Falcons go 14-2 and just like the Broncos, and the Vikings go 15-1, mm-hmm. which Wild. is just crazy.
1: It's funny, the the Broncos from that year and the, the parallel that I draw from the most recent abs. Is that at the end of the year they got bored. Yep. And that's where the Broncos lost those couple of games. Uh, and that's where the Abs at the end of the year they, they finished four five and one, which keeps them from having a top five NHL regular season ever to go along with the postseason that they would put up. But it was it was fascinating, I think, that both of those teams ended up creating doubt around them because they got bored at the end of the year because they had been so good for so long. They, they clenched things. Things were, you know, they were good. Like they didn't need those games anymore. They just had to play them. They were like obligated to play them, but they didn't need them for any reason. And those teams got complacent and bored. And then that created like this doubt around them of like, well maybe they're not actually that good. Did they peak too soon? It's like our
2: it's like sports writer's favorite <laughs> the, conversation yes. every year. In the you know obviously we're a lot more privy to the way it happened this year with the avs. But like, you know, as much as the uh, Kendall column gets destroyed rightfully. So mm-hmm. There I mean, was it's one like, of the
1: single <laughs> dumbest things I've ever read
3: in my life. <laughs> it, it really Like
1: it really it really was the most it was the most reactionary I can't believe he didn't blow both knees out on the desk from how hard they they had jerked to write that thing. Yes. It was the most absurd, stupid, uneducated, (laughs) like, just bullshit thing that I had ever read. One of my least favorite things in our industry is getting accused of clickbait, and that's legitimately all that was. He got that click, and he just started smoking a cigar. Yep. That's it's all that uh, was. The whole article could have just been a picture of him smoking a cigar. It's kind of crazy. And it crazy. would have been better.
2: It's kind of <laughs> crazy um, that, you know, it, there was a time that the, for lack of a better term, blog industry was the ones getting clickbait stuff thrown out of them yeah. mm-hmm. and now it's the traditional places that are throwing out the bullshit clickbait anyways i was going to say as bad sorry. as that was sorry <laughs> that let sorry. people off the hook for some terrible mm-hmm. takes that came out during the four five and one stretch mm-hmm. i mean just some awful garbage
1: it was pretty funny because i went on uh i went on the i went on nine news and did a thing with them and they were like so are you worried about this and i started laughing and i was like no not at all. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the stupidest thing. They're arresting ever. everyone. Literally, if it if it, I, I I tell people, had it started a week earlier, I would have been concerned. But the fact that they blow out the Carolina they Hurricanes the on a home ice, they clinch the division, they clinch the home seed, they 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 do they do everything right. Like they clinch all of it in one night, and it starts the very next game. Really, really, yeah. really, really, <laughs> yeah. We're trying to act like this is not it, not a coincidence, really. Like they start sitting guys. Like it was the it was the silliest shit, man. It was the si-
2: <laughs> And then Myers si- is playing <laughs> a guy that had just been playing college hockey a week before. Uh, in 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 the same way that the Avs, you know, and we'll get to them in a second, the same way the Avs come out and just put all of that to sleep so quickly by sweeping the preds, the Broncos do the same thing in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and yeah. we'll won- Dan Marino rolls in, and you're like, "It's Marino, it's Elway." And then Marino forgets to get on the plane, as do the rest <laughs> of the Dolphins, essentially. And like 38 to three, that game was mm-hmm. never close. No. What was the end of the What was the score of, the, of that game at the end of the first quarter?
0: End of the first quarter, fourteen zero. Yeah.
1: So you were already on your way.
0: You were on your way.
1: They hadn't done anything. There was no resistance in that game.
0: Dan Marino, twenty six to thirty seven, two forty with three, two picks. Good for him. Yeah. You. I mean. I expected worse. The two picks do a lot of the work there, I guess. But I, I would have expected worse.
1: I guess. That's damn I right have to three points. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's <laughs> three points. Man,
0: they turn around the
2: next week, do it again, twenty-three to ten. Yeah. Over the Jets. Well, and that game was what three nothing in halftime, I think. Um, like, yeah. And that was see. the one with the. Uh. That is three nothing at halftime. Correct. Twenty yes. point third quarter. It's just over then Yeah
1: <clears throat> Well and then it was like what Vinnie Tessaverde gonna come back on you on the road No dude
0: Yep <laughs> not Absolutely not.
1: Yeah. not And Then you get the all time great
2: break in, Well that's what I was in, gonna say At yeah, the Minnesota. same time Minnesota blows it to the Falcons This is one field goal all year and That's the one that would have put him in the Super
0: Bowl It's incredible oh, that, that
1: That's hurts.
0: Minnesota though It's what they do Yeah like,
1: well, and had they not missed that field goal, then they would have found some comical way to blow the Super Bowl against Denver. Probably, anyway, so.
0: or or maybe there's an alternate universe. You know, we talk about how the Broncos broke through the year before. And it's like, oh yeah, we win Super Bowls now. Like what Minnesota, the entire state of sports, just takes a different trajectory because <laughs> they capitalize on that. It's, I'm not open to that idea.
1: <laughs> I love that. I and love that as much as as much as Randall Cunningham, Chris Carter, and and Randy Moss were, it's like fun to watch that year. Rookie of the year that year. I'm not open to that.
2: And uh, I think it's important to note, like, even if Minnesota wins that, the Broncos are still a fucking
3: powerhouse. Yeah. Now, it would have
1: been a game. Been a, but the, it, We got robbed of that game the same way that we got robbed of Penguins abs in 96 with Lemieux. Yager and Ron Francis huh. against Sackick and Forsberg and Wah. Yeah, we got robbed of we got robbed of what could have been an all time great series. Instead, Super Bowl,
2: the Broncos finish off a just insane year by blowing out the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, thirty four nineteen, and yeah. it's
1: it, it <laughs> the Dirty Birds. You know, Jamal Anderson didn't do a lot of dancing that night.
2: No, I uh, I have two big memories of just that time. One is Rod Smith's long touchdown.
1: Which barely was on TV because they came back yes, late from commercial. That,
2: exactly. All of a sudden, you're just like,
1: yeah. whoa! <laughs> 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 it's like, it's, it, it, the way that it yeah. unfolded, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this live? <laughs> yes. Wait, what's going on here? And then you find out that it was Eugene Robinson who, remember, in the, he had played for the Packers the previous year. And remember the the sideline audio had caught him calling the Broncos the Indianapolis Colts, because at the time that was a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. uh, and and then Robinson goes to the Falcons the next year. He gets arrested right before that Super Bowl for soliciting a prostitute, and happens. then comes out and then comes out and gets torched by Rod Smith on that play. And you're just like, this is this is amazing I karma. Mean, just
2: imagine yeah. that it cuts back from commercial as kadri's driving to the yeah, right to <laughs> right. <It's>, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah he's it's the, none of the play leading up, just the part where yes. just the part where he gets the puck coming
2: across <laughs> the blue line yeah so you're just like uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are like
1: oh wow
3: wow
2: i'm really excited but what the hell oh it's incredible in the, Super Bowl, yeah. the most expensive production oh, my God. in the world what oh, is what, what is better. the
0: lasting moment of this season it's a tougher one cuz you don't have the helicopter like I don't even know it's in the Super Bowl. No, TD, yards. Ooh, when that flashes up on the scoreboard, two thousand for TD. It's an uh, MVP year for him.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fine. I'm good with that.
2: It's so. But that's almost yeah. the the I'm, thing about solid. this team is th- there wasn't really moments. Yeah, yeah. They just,
0: they just won.
1: When Peter. you when you <laughs> kick yeah. the holy shit out of everybody every <laughs> week, you know, you're just sort of like, well, okay. Yep. Business what as usual? What were
2: the Broncos to win the Super Bowl that year? Uh, plus eight hundred, I believe. Okay, so the same as, AVS ninety six.
0: Wow. Uh plus six hundred. They were plus okay, six hundred. Plus six hundred. <laughs> um, uh, one final how? note on that season: Ed McCaffrey, Rod Smith, first ever wide receiver duo to, duo to both go for a thousand yards. Carl Durrell, the wide receivers coach.
2: Hey. Yeah. Way to get Carl in there. We've got also, three someone more Someone said no love for the Buffs in 1990. We did mm-hmm. give love. Yeah, we, guys, we gave them
0: love. This is pro mm-hmm. big four championships only. You yes. had to have missed the first like three minutes. I mean, we I wanted to, to didn't give them these. much love.
2: I just said they aren't invited to the party. Yeah, but I guess that's really
1: love,
0: is we it? We have lots of parties for
2: them in my heart.
0: We... We do. We're all partying in Ryan's heart. Uh, and at those parties we bring Breckenridge beers. Let's go inside his heart. Um that transition though. They've been doing so much awesome stuff. They've been taking Avs fans to Avs games. They've been donating money yeah. to the Boulder County Community Fund whenever somebody buys an avalanche for that whole playoff run. It's great stuff. We love them. They support us. They support the community. Give out a lot of free beers with that brew for a two oh. two for a brew promotion. Yeah, there, were yeah, a was, there were a lot of twos. There were a lot of twos. It yeah, was a good.
1: They were good in the first period.
0: It's good stuff. It's good beers. This Avalanche playoff run might technically be over, but I feel like tomorrow is a big day to be drinking Avalanche Amber Ales. It's kind of the last one.
2: I'm gonna get slumped off Breck I Brews know. tomorrow.
0: If I know my name when they're <laughs> giving speeches, I'm I, I failed. I failed. Tomorrow is the <laughs> ultimate celebration. Um, Breckenridge Brewery, they're awesome. Like I said, they support us. You should support them because that's how you help us. And uh, go to breckbrew.com to figure out where you can pick up whatever beer you want to try. Uh, also, DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got a new promotion from them, UFC 267? Sure. Yeah, UFC 267 is probably this weekend uh, on Saturday. There's some big fights on the card. You pick anybody to win their fight, bet $5 on it. You'll get $100 in free bets whether you're right or wrong. Um, there. All right. <laughs> Killed it. I think you said 267. Hmm. Yeah, you did. Oh, damn it. It's the same thing. Um... But, yeah, I mean, it's awesome 267 stuff. 267 was a great one, though. I bet. <laughs> 267. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I made some bets yesterday. I lost a bunch of money on the women's soccer team. Oh. Uh, I, and my issue with that one was, like, I know they're not going to win this by five goals. The spread was four and a half. It's, like, it's it's soccer. So like, I was, not like, well. going to
2: bet on Columbia.
0: Exactly. I know is not going to score, so we're just picking 4-0 Exactly. And it wound up being two zero. So So I failed there, but I'm going to win it back. Um, so much fun stuff to bet on. Baseball stuff to bet on. And like I said, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app.
1: Have you ever done that? Betting on darts? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Rudo and I bet on that
2: shit.
0: We need really? to go to a darts yeah. event. Oh, shit. <sighs> that was the greatest idea I've ever heard. Do, <laughs> do they do that in America? Yes. They actually
2: just did yeah. in, what, New York a couple weeks ago? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Normally <laughs> they aren't here, but they that one was. Dude.
1: Because you, you can always tell that Ruto's right. As soon as you see the guy really? in the, at the very beginning, you can always tell who's locked in that day, huh. and who's about to have a bad day, and then you can just make money what off of What channel
2: are they airing that on these days?
0: It was in New York. 2022 U.S. Darts Masters.
1: I usually see it on one of the ESPNs. Okay. 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 I'm in on that. (laughs) I'm going to assume (laughs) (laughs) too.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win. You'll get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code DMVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. By that, I think they mean must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. We got three championships to go through before we hit these rankings. Um... I feel like we kind of set the stage for all of them, right? Like, they're, you got to get the first ones in, yeah. you kind of build off of those. Uh, next up, though, of course, is the second one for the Colorado Avalanche. They win in yeah. 2001, uh, 118 points, come into the season at plus 600 to win the cup. Uh, they actually they got tested in, in those playoffs, right, AJ? Yeah.
1: It was, it was a lot tougher postseason. Uh, started out pretty, pretty ho hum. Mm hmm. Uh, but that that series against the Kings was war. Uh, they got shut out. Uh, Felix Potvin has the has the like series of his life. <laughs> Almost steals it from Colorado. The Abs win it in mm-hmm. seven. Lose Peter Forsberg to the spleen mm-hmm. removal surgery immediately after, uh, and then roll in uh, house the Blues as they always do in the postseason because uh, St. Louis ain't shit. And uh, then they have one of the all-time great Stanley Cup Finals against the New Jersey Devils, the defending champs against the Presidents Trophy-winning Avalanche. Uh, Something like ten Hall of Famers in those in that series. (sighs) Um, Just just an incredible array of talent, uh, generational superstars. It It was heavyweight on heavyweight. I mean, that's that's what that was, and. The Avs Avs down 3-2 in that series, go into New Jersey. Patrick Waugh plays uh, an incredible game, steals game six. They win game six, come back home, and uh, honestly, win game seven, kind of drama free.
2: Yeah. One thing that I think is important to remember about this is when we look back, we, we lump 96 and 2001 together as if Mm -hmm. they're one thing Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pain there's so much time in between those and you lose Forsberg it's just a here we go again yeah Mm -hmm. you know we're getting it our hearts broken again
1: who who wins a who wins a championship when you lose arguably your best player
2: it's very rare yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's
1: very rare and you like you're right in that we we lump them in but like Ninety seven, you lose in the conference finals to Detroit. Yep. You watch your blood rival win two cups in a row. Yep. Ninety eight, you lose in the first round to Edmonton. It's an inexcusable, mind boggling loss. And then two years in a row, you lose in Dallas in game seven. Yeah. And you have to listen to, you have to listen to Dallas fans chant Eddie's better because they think Ed <laughs> Belfour's better than Patrick <laughs> Wan. They no, beat you. They know. beat you twice in a row. It's it's and the Joe Sakic plays his worst postseason ever in '99. They get on the airplane to fly back to Denver after they lose, and Waugh Foot and Ray Bork go back, and they, they on the on the team airplane, and they talk to Joe Sakic, and they say, "You have to be better, Ray Bork. Ray Ray will play one more year, but you have to be better. You you were not good enough in this postseason." You were too pedestrian and you have to be a s you have to be a leader for this team. This is Joe Sackett. The captain. About. We're talking about one of the ten greatest mm-hmm. skaters of all time here. Yeah. And these guys are telling these guys are telling him he needs to be better. But when you're Ray Bork, who's one of the five best defensemen ever, and Patrick Wall, who's the best goaltender ever, you have that kind of cachet, cachet to say yeah. shit like that mm-hmm. to him. And, and he and, and agrees. You obviously. He, he says Bet. Yeah. And that's what we're saying back then. That's what, (laughs) And you look at the year that the Avs had. They come out, start of the year, Ray Bork signs a one-year deal, and they come out and they dominate the NHL that year. Wire to wire, best team in Mm -hmm. hockey, no doubt about it, left no doubt. They dominated that year and took it away from New Jersey, uh, got the home ice because they said, we're sick of going on the road for game seven. We're sick of it we're not doing that anymore yep. and so their priority was we want home ice and so they took the president's trophy very seriously Juan Haduk sat right there earlier in the regular season and I asked him and I said what what made you guys so driven to to win the president's trophy uh, and and get that home ice and he just said we were tired of losing on the road we were tired of going into do or die games in somebody else's barn and having to tackle all the challenges that involved which
2: Is it pays off for them. Which is why I was anti not going for the President's Trophy this year. Mm -hmm. Because just imagine how different it is if instead of having the first two games of the Cup at home as just like a celebration. You know, the whole thing was just so, like, I don't even know what the word is. Like, angelic. Like, it was just like heaven in Denver. The Cup, you know, Stanley Cup final are back. Instead, you're on the road. And it's just like that you're up against that. Now, thankfully, the Panthers mm-hmm. flamed out like a Well, and that was – that flicker. was.
1: this is why I wasn't that concerned about right. it. Is they because weren't built for it. There was very clearly two teams that were fighting for the President's Trophy, and you're like, look, this is a team that has no postseason success whatsoever. If we see them in the final, then kudos to them, and we got to go through them. Yep. But that wasn't the case. I mean, yep. they were not battle-tested in
2: any meaningful way. But having home ice is huge. Yeah. It is just it's, so big.
1: The, the, the advantage is big, for sure.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: Lasting moment?
1: From 2001? I mean, yeah. Ray Bork uh, went oh, to the of Cup. Course, yeah. of course. I mean, of course. You're talking about one of the iconic NHL... Easy. ...sports
2: moments. Right? Yeah. Iconic sports moments.
0: After I that, mean, though, you have the biggest break in not having a championship in Denver since, since they started. started winning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get to twenty fifteen with the Broncos. Six years. Yep. And this
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: I um I don't know how else to describe the and, and I guess I'm giving away my rankings here. But this was the least fun championship <laughs> season ever. Yeah. Like, I don't maybe in sports history. I don't know enough <laughs> about how other fans feel about their championship seasons. This was a grueling grind it uh-huh. out. I mean, every second of the season felt difficult. There was nothing easy I that mean, happened except for the game against the Packers.
1: Peyton, Peyton Manning, like loses his
2: job. Peyton Manning, like he was terrible. He was like, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was like, um, the NBA stars in Space Jam. <laughs>
0: yeah. like, oh, he dude, just he, lost his powers over. He hard. Yes. Yeah. regular season, nine touchdowns, seventeen interceptions. I'm telling
2: you. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, the guy who was here to just, like, make all of our lives amazing, and he did for three years. Yeah. <laughs> gets monstered. Yeah. And every second of that season was hard. It felt like crawling through a field of broken glass. <laughs> it really did. And I'm telling you, remember, you know, you're coming off of you made the Super Bowl in 2013. You lose in the first round in 2014. And it's just like, well, and
1: so you have, you have the mile high miracle, that's, right? That right. Starts all that.
2: And so like, and so you're feeling like these missed opportunities are stacking yeah. up and everyone was already <laughs> feeling cynical about the whole thing. Yeah. And it made for a miserable experience the whole season. I mean, sports rate. This was like at the peak of my sports radio listening days, yep, sports radio every Monday. It really every single day. Was a slog. Was why they're not good enough. This is yeah. bad. They're screwed.
1: There was never an off season for being miserable about a <laughs> winning football team.
0: Yeah, they won their first seven games.
2: They're seven and zero, and it felt <laughs> yeah horrible. Yeah. And like it almost just felt like they just keep like lucking into yeah. all that, these wins.
1: That season is actually the season that took me off of watching every Broncos game religiously. It was because tough. Because I was Broncos fans were not fun to be around. It was <laughs> yep. not a fun community to be a part yep. of. It was angry all the time. No yep. matter what. It was angry all the
2: time. And I think the big thing is this is an offensive juggernaut <laughs> previously <laughs> that overnight turned into a defensive juggernaut and no one was like ready for
0: it. Like, mentally. You didn't expect Peyton Manning to be terrible. Well, Who right. saw that coming? We sat through
1: how many stupid-ass conversations about how Peyton Manning was such a great leader and he was so smart that he would get all the guys in the right position to go three and out over and over and over and over. <laughs> and you were just like, Dude, the offense is bad.
2: Just, just stop. Just stop. Just
0: stop. Mm. But, but the defense wh- wh-
2: keeps making plays. Right. And what I will say is, eventually you started to believe in the defense mm-hmm. well, and you just started to know right
1: mm-hmm. all right well Vaughn's gonna do something crazy or demarcus gonna do something crazy somebody to leave is gonna make a play like you knew one of these guys was going to come up with the play that uh, pushes the offense to get it to, to mm-hmm. get it in just enough of a gear to get him across the finish line
2: in a similar way that you just knew tebow was going to make a play when he had to Yep. You just knew this defense was going to make a play when they had to. It it doesn't matter what you think about TiVo. In the end of those games, you felt like something was going to happen, and in the end of these games, you felt like something was going to happen, and they (laughs) strip-sack Teddy Bridgewater, and they house the Jamal Charles fumble, and it's just like every week, Akeem Talib has the pick, or no, sorry, it's Darian Stewart who picks off Joe Flacco in week one. Like, It's just one after another. Bradley
0: Roby week two against Kansas City returns the fumble for a touchdown. Yeah. Forced five turnovers in that second game.
1: Right. Like, that was the, th- like, the, the Tebow games were more fun because.
0: It's Tebow. Right. Like... <laughs> it's not Peyton Manning putting up 18 well, points. Yeah,
1: so. you didn't have any expectations, and then crazy shit just kept happening. And mm-hmm. you were like, this is the weirdest stretch of football I've ever seen. And and the Manning, like, the, 50, the 2015 Broncos were just grueling yeah. to sit through. They
2: really were. And mm-hmm. what's funny is you get the bye week at 6-0. Again, no one's happy. <laughs> but then you turn around, and I believe it was Monday Night Football. It might no Sunday Night Football. Yeah. You blow mm. out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, yep. and I think that's when people started to think like, "Oh, it's the defense that carries this team." And yep. Peyton actually had a good game and whatnot. And so then everyone starts to believe again. Well, then you get blown <laughs> out, or sorry, you <laughs> yeah. lose to the uh, to the Colts. That's the eye poke mm. game, yep. um, and then you get blown out by the Chiefs the very next week, and it's like. Okay, and that's obviously the Peyton Manning awkward record game um, where he sets the yardage record, mm-hmm. but he's like throwing picks on every other play. Yep. And the Broncos lose 29-13 to the Chiefs.
0: Yep. that that That's yeah. the game that started the losing streak to the Chiefs. They still haven't beat them.
2: Yes. And then, of course, the Brock era starts, and it kind of changed. I think maybe that's when it changes. When it's I mean, like... The, now it's House Money, kind of. The overtime win over New England, right? That was incredible. Was
1: fun. That was, it was so a, like that was a fun football game. Because that's, that's, what that's what a team I mean, you have that's to go it through. Kind of
2: changes as Brock comes in. There's like this new hope. Maybe Brock is special. You know, turns out no. no. But th- but there was <laughs> I bl- thought they should have kept starting Brock-mania. him. Mania, like, oh, yeah. You got a jersey. You were oh, one of yeah, half- yeah. thousands.
0: Man, ref my first touchdown pass. Sucker.
2: <laughs> and. Because of that, I think it it rejuvenates the season a little bit, makes it a little more fun. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, week seventeen against the Chargers. To me, this is the moment. You're gonna ask me what's the lasting moment. Yeah. At least from a regular season standpoint, this is the lasting moment, is Peyton comes back in. Yeah. And leads them to win. And again, through all of the bullshit, all of the complaining. What's They're the number one seed. What,
1: yep. what felt terrible about Peyton coming back in is, like, the things that were happening weren't Brock's fault. I know. Like yeah. You got, like, C.J. Anderson C. fumbles. Anderson, like, fumbling multiple times in that game. Yep. You're just like, look, they just need a different energy here. Yep. It's like pulling a goaltender that's gotten left hanging out to dry, right? Where you're yep. just, like, you, you just, you're trying to change the energy here. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to flip a
2: switch. And then he comes back in, and it's like. Well, and there's an all-time great clip. Miked up in the huddle as he's coming out. And I can't remember who starts it. It might have been Columbus, but they just go. Peyton fucking Manning, and then the another <laughs> guy's Peyton fucking Manning, and, he, and then he goes and he leads them, and they win, and they get the one seed, which is just like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, the every, New England, New England every moment of, that of the season away. sucks. Given yep. their point differential, the expected wins were 9.7 for that season, <laughs> and you're the one seed. And they're the one seed, and, and it comes into play. It, it comes does. into play
2: big time.
0: It oh, comes into play big time. how funny was that? And New then England you go throws
2: that thing away at the end. Yeah, Bob Miller story where, after that, right? As that's what I was gonna say. And that's when the defense truly cements themselves as one of the greatest defense of all time because they go through Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and not just any Cam Newton. unanimous I believe unanimous MVP yeah. Cam. Newton. That was MVP Cam Newton. Yeah. like
1: <laughs> Yep. We're gonna. You look back
2: on it and you're like, well, Cam Newton, but it's like that was MVP Cam. He was a freak. He was the future of the league. He was, and so. You know, Vaughn obviously goes crazy. Demarcus Ware just like full on in a similar way that like EJ just like turned back the clock during yep. these playoffs. Well, and like Demarcus Ma- Ware just turns back the clock. Well,
1: Malik Jackson puts himself in line for $90 million. Yeah, yep. yep,
2: exactly. Um, meanwhile, the no fly zone mm-hmm. is, you know, really becomes the no fly zone. Yeah. Um, and it, it it's a, just an incredible run into that Super Bowl where once mm-hmm. again. The Broncos are heavy underdogs, yeah, seven point dogs, I believe. Um, and I'll just say this from being there. I was in Santa Clara and going you know mm-hmm. every morning to the Broncos media availability, and then you go to the Panthers media availability. and the Broncos had this like quiet confidence and swagger about mm-hmm. them. And it was so palpable. It was just like, man, it's this like team doesn't care. need doesn't feel like they need to prove anything to anyone. But you can tell they just believe it. And you go and see the Panthers, and it was this fake, tough <laughs> swagger, mm-hmm. like that was like very manufactured and like the, the dude ha- that has to
1: tell everybody he bad all the time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Then he and gets it was punched like, in the mouth,
2: and he' not that bad yeah. anymore. And I was just like, I don't actually think they believe that they're those guys yeah. they're just mm-hmm. trying to make everyone else think they're those guys and i just remember sitting there and talking to a couple other media members and i was just like the broncos are winning this game like just look at the way that they're acting
0: and um, you remember like the the other storyline when you watch on tv everybody's picking the panthers but what they're saying is you know panthers have the number one offense in the league broncos are like below the middle of the pack broncos have the number one defense in the league Panthers have the number two defense in the league right that difference though between what the Panthers had on defense and just the all time sort of defense the Broncos had like that there was one really elite group that played in that game that will be remembered forever and that's why they won
2: and it's and it's. It was an there's all-time so few, all time top 5
0: ever you can't argue it. There's yep. so
2: few memorable offensive moments in that game from the Broncos. I know. But you can remember damn near every defensive possession. Yeah. You know it either ends in a strip sack or uh you know a, like three straight QB pressures re- resulting yep. in a three and out. It's just like one after another. There's obviously a Cube to lead like slinging Philly Brown uh, 20 feet with his face oh mask. Oh, my God.
0: Trying to explain to my grandmother that it was actually not that bad of a play to, to get a personal <laughs> foul. It's like it's four yards. It doesn't really matter. He set the tone. I think Akeem got two personal fouls he in did. the first quarter. Mm-hmm. In today's NFL, he's ejected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Lasting moment.
2: Like I said, Peyton, Peyton, Peyton coming, coming back? back into the huddle, and then this one's for Pat.
0: Yeah, this one's for Pat. Also, I mean, that CJ Anderson overtime run. Any of those Vaughn sacks in the playoffs, it's tough to pick one. The strip yeah, sack is probably the one. The
2: strip sack touchdown, like that's it. That's the, tough the, to beat. Yeah, the strip sack
1: where he flipped it behind him. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and T J. Ward oh, picks it up and falls down at the one yard it's a line, hockey play. and it takes him seven tries to get it in <laughs> yeah. from there.
2: Uh, I mean, also like Cam Newton just staring at the ball on the ground in the Super Bowl
1: and jumping back from it. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. sighs>
0: We've got one more to talk about uh i bet you guys know where this one's going uh, uh, this you, you may have quick, heard i mean i think we've handled it yeah uh the avs just won the stanley cup a couple days ago we just lived through it um i mean lasting moment what is it real quick before we do that shout out to evoca tv
2: uh, uh who is allowing fans to follow up with these teams um specifically the avs uh and the nuggets and the rockies and the rapids um so make sure you check out our friends over at evoca tv it's so cheap uh, it's a great way to follow these teams. Who knows <laughs> if they're even going to be back on TV next year. Yeah. Uh, so Ivaca is there for you if you want to watch the Avs. If you became an Avs fan during this run when all the games were on national TV, well, you're going to need Ivaca so you can watch them next year.
0: And also Manscaped. Uh, everybody talks about like looking good in the warmer months. Gotta take care of yourself so that you smell good, too. That's where my why Manscaped is here to help you uh, take care of the things you need to take care of. Uh, Manscaped's ultra-smooth package makes sure you have the proper care for down there, and their Boxers 2.0 gives you the perfect stage to show off the new look. The products may make you look hot, but your cleanly shaved nethers will keep you cool, especially with the Boxers 2.0 patented jewel pouch technology that keeps your boys from turning any beach days into a swamp day. Uh, Dive headfirst into summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash dnvr
1: it's just great writing it is it's, it's good.
0: so good we gotta hire whoever that is um so lasting moment from this year's avalanche cup run
2: real quick i think it's important to set the stage at least a little bit okay okay uh in terms of the back to back to back round two losses mm-hmm. um like the way that this team was the stanley cup favorite last season they win the president's trophy last season obviously they go up to 2 on vegas it doesn't end up happening. Like, it's such an important part of the story to me that they were trending towards being one of those teams mm-hmm. of like, oh, they just can't get it done. Um, but this, this, San Jose Sharks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this, and I remember you talking about San Jose. You know, just a couple of years ago, like, don't take the window for granted because if you do, it, it, and it doesn't come, you know, before you know it. All these guys are going to be old and nothing won't be there. But um, it was, uh, to me, it was very clear throughout many moments of the season that this team was different.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that, what was it, 19 home games in a row they won?
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, you could just watch. Just if you sit there and watch those games, like it was obvious that team was, it's special. God, I forgot yeah.
2: about that streak. Yeah. I already forgot about it <laughs>
0: that was so, so long ago. So fun.
2: They're just such a wagon. Hands to Arizona.
0: I know. And I, that, was, that was the one where I was like, oh, I got to bet big on this. There's yep. no way they're losing. And then bang. I was surprised
2: I didn't see more Coyotes fans taking a victory lap about having a winning record against the Abs this year. <laughs> I'm not going to take shots at Coyotes fans.
0: <laughs> That's so sweet of you. Um,
1: yeah. Lasting moment. Yeah. For me, the lasting moment of this year, it's not a moment, but it's just Kale McCarr's ascent. Mm-hmm. It's the realized potential You know, talking to Oh, he could be so special He could be this, he could be that Well, he just won the Conn Smythe He just had the, <laughs> what, third or fourth highest scoring postseason fourth, In yeah. NHL history by a defenseman uh, He just won the Norris Trophy with an 86-point 80, season uh, And the guy that he beat, he turbo-dunks on In round one, head-to-head mm-hmm. Uh, as he puts up nine points in four games Becomes the first mm-hmm. defenseman ever to do that uh, He just he, he just ascended The throne And you know on draft day When these, these kids get drafted in all sports We always talk about oh it could be this It could be that mm-hmm. and The excitement here and the excitement there But to actually just see it yep. And to see a guy realize that potential And to understand As it's, as it's In taking place that this is what we're seeing is special that it's rare that he's a freak that he's gonna he's putting himself on the path to be uh, one of the two or three best players at his position in NHL history that there isn't a comparable for him that he's he's that guy you know and look I don't I, I say this with no disrespect but there have been Nathan McKinnon's there have been great centers in NHL history Nathan McKinnon's not even the greatest center in Avalanche history. Yeah. He's not even the second greatest center in Avalanche history,
2: which is not a knock on him in any it's, way.
1: It's not, but it's it goes to show you that there are those dude like there are guys like that. There's a lot more of them, and there's nobody like Kyle McCarr. Yeah, like Kyle McCar is the difference. He is the difference in attitude. He is the difference in the way that the Avs play. He is the difference in how teams can defend. Colorado. He is the difference in how teams attack Colorado. He is everything about him um, is just different. And I think this is the year he's 23 years old and he's won the Calder Trophy. He's won the Consmite. He's won the Norris. He's won a Stanley Cup and the Hobie Baker. And, and he's I the only prepared I mean, ever to do that. But I mean, as yeah. he's 23 years old and he's won all of that.
2: He's basically NHL
1: hardware. The only he's got two things left to do that's win a heart. How many DMs have done that? Go into the Hall of Fame. A uh, defenseman hasn't won the heart since 2001 when Chris Pronger won it. Or I think he's going to have it. Happen. To me, this I, He's the kind of guy yeah. that, that could put himself in that position. The hardest part will be the team around him. Yeah. Continues to be good. good. And people want to punish McCarr mm-hmm. for having good teammates and saying, okay, but he's got all this talent to play with, not realizing that all that talent has gotten. So much better than it ever Mm -hmm. was.
2: Listen to EJ after the cup. What can they take from you? Get a Kale McCarr. (laughs) That's insane. And to me, this... I agree. This was... To me, Kale McCarr became the best hockey player in the world during this playoff Mm -hmm. run. And... I'm not going there, but... In the same way that um, Dallas fans could chant Eddie's better, I can do that because they beat McDavid. (laughs) Um, But... Fair enough. Um he's at least in the conversation now. And what I, what what's so cool is that the <clears throat> national media became very aware of it. You know, yeah. everyone knows Cam Carter, he won the Norris. Mm-hmm. But the conversations that started happening about Cam Carter were like, "Oh god, he is so much better than any so, other defenseman in the league.
1: This Bobby Orr thing. Like that's that guy's been the untouchable, right? Yep. And yeah. then it was Paul Coffey. And then it was like, well, Paul Coffey didn't really play a lot of defense. <laughs> and then you know, and then and then it was we went into the era of Scott Stevens and Chris Prongers, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the bruisers that really took over. Uh and now you're back. You're you're like, "Oh, he's actually just Bobby Orr." Yep. Yeah. Oh. That's the kind of that's the caliber of player we're talking about here.
2: For Okey me, dokey. the lasting moment is the third period against the Lightning <laughs> where Again, I talk about how this team was different, and it felt like they just had this drive that they were going to get the cup. (laughs) And in that third period, they were just like, fuck everything. No way we're losing this game. The first shot on goal that they give up is
1: a dump in from center ice 11 minutes in.
2: I've never seen anything (laughs) like it in terms of a team hitting another gear. Like, they're at the finish line of an Ironman, and they turned it up to a new level for 20 minutes. And I think it all culminates, like that whole effort culminates in Landy's skate getting knocked off and he's, he's getting dragged yep. off the ice. And it's just like they left, they left everything, including their skate blades on the ice for that last 20 minutes.
1: Ten seconds left. Who's, at, who's down in the corner at the other end of the ice, 200 feet away from his own net forechecking to, Kill keep, to keep the puck from oh. getting out cleanly? It's Kale McCarr. Of course, forechecking Steven Stamkos, two hundred feet away. It, the, it, it just the individual efforts when you go back and watch the final ninety seconds of that game. It's they are the, the, like the Lightning. The lightning get nothing.
2: They literally swallowed the Lightning hole mm-hmm. in the third period, and we're just like, no, this is over. It's over. You, there's we aren't even gonna let you get close. And they got one. Yeah, got one chance. You got two.
0: The weirdest. Uh, for me the very defining part of this whole season was some random Boston game where they played like complete shit. The third period they're like we're not losing today. They come back from a 3-0 tie, it, take it over time and win the game. Yeah, yeah. That's one of those
2: teams that just yep. had it. But but you're okay, so they get two chances but you know They get a, they get two on
1: one, the Kucherov misses the one on. and then they get oh, okay. they get the one timer that Kutrov puts into Kemper's yep. chest. Yep. And Kemper Kemper has to make that save. That's and the save where you're like Yep. We everything said all playoffs has, you just need Darcy to make everything, one Everything, everything, like you forget all of it, that puts you in that moment, and you're like, this is the save that he has to make. Yep. And he makes it and there's no rebound.
0: Other moment I'd throw out there, that third period when they win seven zero. That's just a party. Like ball arena is just going insane. You're up seven zero. I mean, you take a two zero lead, which doesn't mean you're gonna win, but you're in great shape and you're playing like that. Mm, he scores those two goals. Cale
1: <laughs> McCart. Kale scores, McCarr scores a Kale shorthanded McCarr. goal. He kills 55 seconds of a penalty. All wow. right, and they're up five nothing. It's the third period. He gets the puck, <laughs> and instead of just being like every other NHL defenseman in the entire NHL, every single one of them in that situation, puck comes to their blade, they would have just flipped it out. <laughs> yep. And instead, he takes it and he goes, "Yeah, we're gonna attack this." <laughs> and he goes down. He scores a shorthanded goal.
2: Yep. yep. And you're just like. What's so interesting <laughs> is in those in game two, the Avs had scored so many two on one goals in in those two games. Like I don't, yeah. I, I can't count them four or five. And then they did I don't even think they got another good opportunity out of the rest of the series. Like credit to Tampa, they kind of because got back they on the And it and it was it wasn't even the one timer. It was the the you know the guy with the puck just beating that every turn. That's because time. the other guy <laughs> on the other end of
1: those two on ones kept being Andrew Cogliano, who couldn't <laughs> shoot.
0: Didn't <laughs> Josh Manson just like have a three on one and just. Call his own number. Yeah, Bang. yeah. puts it, it Put a it one in.
1: One with, in that same game, he scores the second goal of game two to make it two nothing. <laughs> yep. He just he puts it. It's the same play as McCars.
0: All right, we got hit that super chat. Then we're gonna get your guys' rankings real quick before we get out of here. Uh, this comes in from L. Uh He says, "Love the Stanley Cup mission accomplished. I just can't get by the consistent winning by the Bolts whining. On, whining. That makes way more sense on every goal because they did not win. You got to get Unreal. by
2: that, bro. But." Good God. So, I'm talking to AJ about this on Sunday night, and he's like, you should have seen me on the watch-along. So, I get home that night, and I went back and watched the watch-along, and when they score the second goal, and they're whining again, AJ has an epic meltdown (laughs) that literally will make you so happy to watch now. I need to
0: go find that.
1: Yeah. I was big
0: man. Yes. If you haven't pulled up, it. yeah. Oh, let's hit these <coughs> rankings real quick. Uh AJ. <laughs> it's so good. Uh
1: can we pull the Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't, know I don't think we anymore. can do both at the same time. It's, okay. It's we, we're trying to pull up the rankings. Yeah, You're we, can, to pull we can find this. We
1: can, okay so I but re, the reason why I was angry about this, <laughs> right? Is uh because like you you have to you you have to like lose with some grace here. Absolutely. And uh, like you give up a goal, and like I understand that you're upset that like a thing has happened what do you want? that 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 goes against you. you but you really, can yeah? I was gonna say, can we mute that <laughs> while you guys look? <laughs> um, and I just it, it was it was every single thing that went against Tampa Bay for three games now. It was it was crying, constant whining, whining about mm-hmm. everything.
2: And I'll just chime in. I think it's one of the great parts of hockey that this mm-hmm. usually doesn't happen. Yeah, you know, like you watch basketball, you expect to see them whine and moan about yeah. every single thing. That every goes call, it. and it happens in a lot of sports. It really doesn't happen that much in hockey.
1: Yeah, like they'll you, talk to the refs, like they'll have conversations and stuff.
2: But you don't see guys like. Oh, like well, and, slamming and, and their sticks. you don't sticks. see
1: Pat Maroon full-on two-handing Josh Manson because he's big mad. Yeah. You don't see Steven Stamko shooting the puck at the referee mm-hmm. after he calls a blatant penalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was everything. And both goals, they're, they, they're like, come here, come here, come come yeah. talk to me.
2: And they gave him so much time. Yeah.
1: it's like The first one was like three minutes.
2: It's like, and I was like, there's nothing challengeable here. What are we doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. So... This Great. is, this I get, is I so get to, good. I get to watch me lose this my is shit. so
0: good. I've never seen this.
2: <laughs>
1: I was mad, dude. Okay. Let me just
2: tell you, I was really lit up. This was. <laughs> this is honestly ep- an epic moment. It's nothing like. Moment of the playoffs? It's going to be really loud.
3: <laughs> <wild. laughs> Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Best what are you whining about now? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, table bag.
1: Shut your
2: goddamn mouths. Oh my god. Free call,
1: bro. Best, best pass MA, pass it off the defender's skate. The other direction. Totally calculated. There's nothing Woo!
3: there. There's nothing great. there, bro. <laughs>
1: what are you complaining about?
3: Uh, are you so complaining mad. because
1: you're a little bitch? I mean, <laughs> is he is. All? He is Pat Maroon. <laughs> and he two hands it. Oh, he saw it coming too. What Josh, a little Josh bitch. Josh it's like NASA. <laughs> <laughs> that should be fucking 2 minutes. It, it should, should be. It should absolutely be 2 it minutes. Should have been more. How the fuck can you whine when you keep getting every goddamn break under the sun? Thank you for the ten dollars, Alex. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Got to get some American bucks in there as well. <laughs> what are they reviewing? What are you bitching about? All right, let's go. Uh,
2: uh, uh, my elbow hurts. Oh god,
0: <laughs> yeah. that was honestly so. Oh, I watched that the next day geez. probably four times. Wow. All right, yeah. Can we uh, can we pull up AJ's rankings first? Sorry
3: for the. It's all good. Oh, it's all good.
0: All right, let's see what we got number one here.
2: <laughs> all right. There
1: it is. Two thousand one so Avs. I the only reason that I have two thousand one over twenty twenty two avs was Patrick Wah versus Darcy Kemper. Okay. Mm. Uh if Darcy Kemper had been a little better in the postseason, I mm. think I would be more comfortable putting this year's team. This year's team, I think, is one of the most dominant in NHL history, postseason, regular mm-hmm. season, everything considered. Uh they that that was one of the most impressive wire-to-wire performances that we've ever seen. But if we're stacking them up, Patty Waugh had big moments. He won that con Smythe for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Because he had to help get that team across the finish line. And uh Darcy Kemper was not that guy this year. Now he didn't have to be. As we saw, but I think that was the, the only difference that that was the only thing that kept me from mm-hmm. putting this year's team at number one. <clears throat> this
2: is an interesting start. Cause it's telling me our rankings are going to be very different. Yeah. <laughs> number Sorry. two,
1: let's get it's number two be the up other there. Apps. Yep. Makes right. sense. Talked about that. And I want to, I want to stress that this is more like one, a one B one C with yep. the 98 okay. Broncos because okay. the 98 Broncos were absolutely dominant. They yep. kicked the shit out of everybody. <laughs> um, their biggest thing for the 98 Broncos for me is that I don't think they were really tested in the playoffs. Um, but that's and, why we'll get
2: to that. No, well, and and
1: <laughs> that's not their fault because there's the big what if. We even had it in chat. And what if it was Minnesota? Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. there's with both both of those Avalanche teams didn't have that. They took down the defending champs and they did it.
3: Uh, convincingly.
1: In, in, they, well yeah. in in you know the oh one one it was 7 but this okay. one this one was pretty the 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 avs beat the lightning this year pretty pretty convincingly I thought um, so too, yeah. close you know two overtime wins where if you talk yourself into it crazy. but if you also go back and watch those overtimes the lightning were not in either one of those games number
2: I go four see the final tally i tweeted out the tally before the Stanley Cup final of what the avs shots mm-hmm. on goal were against yeah. other teams in overtime but i think it ends up being like something around
1: well, the first one wasn't very long, so the numbers aren't very big I think because it, the Avs ended it like two minutes in, and then the second one was ten to three.
2: I think it's forty to twelve.
1: Yeah, it was completely dominant. The Avs trashed overtime this in this postseason. Yeah, I think it's forty to twelve. Um, but yeah, so I had ninety-eight Broncos as as a very, very, very close mm-hmm. like like you're going to have them higher, and I'm going to be completely fine with that. And mm-hmm. then I think I think this one uh, is really easy. The ninety-seven Broncos were a great team. Mm-hmm. They weren't an all-time great team. But they also weren't like, um, like a a forgettable champion. Like Twenty fifteen, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: but they're not a powerhouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. the and then top three are powerhouses. Yeah,
1: yeah. the top th- the top three are are teams that you can make arguments for. Top five teams, ever in their respective yeah. in their respective sports.
0: Number five, you've got the '96 Avs. Yep. Yeah,
1: '96 is the '96 Avs, a, a great hockey team. But if you go back and look at that defense, they really got by with. Uh, Solid players, but nobody really. No, they they didn't have that dude, you know. Right, right. Oh, one you have uh, Bork, Blake, and Foot this year. We have Macar, Taves, uh, Byram. Byram. Yeah, Byram. <laughs> um, next year, on media. next year you're gonna have <laughs> next year you're gonna have those guys t- again. Um but the 96 guys like uh Krupp was he was great in that run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh San was great in that run, but they they weren't like that caliber of player. Right. But they all had big they were all involved in huge moments, so. And then the Think 2015, is the only Broncos. one that is yep. in the same spot as Yeah. Me. The 2015 Broncos was very clearly <laughs> the worst
2: of those teams. I'm s- yeah. I'm so glad we have like a a new championship in our adult lives.
0: <laughs> yeah. Championships are fun. They Championships are, are fun. Yeah. Let's They're. see let's see Ryan.
2: This was the most fun I've ever had watching sports was this abs run that's Um, fair all right number one 98 broncos um i went back and forth hard between my number one and number two this uh, this was like a grueling exercise i didn't even really enjoy it um i was i spent almost my entire plane ride working on this this morning and that makes me feel bad because i literally did mine while i was asleep (laughs) i i just couldn't decide what i came down to with this is like they just didn't even ever have a moment of doubt. And I don't really think this abs team did either. Um, You could make a case when it was like one, one against the blues. People were a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's when Kendall got written. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I would
1: say, I would say people
2: got a little jumpy, but this, that the 98 Broncos, it was just like everyone just get out of the way. Like a wagon's coming down the tracks and the way they beat teams, too, just running the ball all over them yeah. is just, like, so demoralizing. Like, they just beat the shit out of everyone. Mm-hmm. So that was my deciding factor. Physically
1: dominant football team is yep. a
2: rare one. And I even looked at, like, percentage of games played. Like, I, I was doing <laughs> math on my calculator. Like, they were, they just won, uh, they won at such an insane rate. Um, and they won so easily most of the time that I just mm-hmm. had to go with them. Mm-hmm. Number two? Number two. 2022 avalanche okay um i put them over the 2001 avalanche just because they weren't no game sevens is Mm -hmm. is basically what what it came down to they
1: you know another thing about the 2001 team that i didn't mention but you lose peter forsberg and you win two rounds yeah without peter forsberg yep and so that is the kind of adversity that this year's team like no offense to Sam Gerrard, of course, mm-hmm. but I mean, come on. Yeah, Sam Gerrard. Like Peter Sam, like right. Sam Gerrard's, but he got replaced seamlessly by Bowen Byron. Yeah. Yep. It's a good break for the abs, but I mean, <clears throat> losing Peter Forsberg, there was no replacement for that. Mm-hmm. And you could tell by the end of that 2001 run that that depth had taken its toll. Uh, the, the, the injuries had really piled up for him because the, that top six, you know, it's Tangay, it's Heyduke, it's, it's Sakic, uh, it's Chris Drury, but it's, also dan high note yep and I, that that did not happen to this year's team this year's team was a lot deeper at forward mm-hmm. because i mean they, they they get by without a 61 point player and andre burakovsky who opened their postseason <laughs> on the third line
2: what's really interesting about what you said and why you had uh the 2001 Avs up so high was because of patrick Waugh. <clears throat> and the reason why I, one of the reasons why i put the 2022 avalanche over 01, is because the 2022 Avalanche didn't need Patrick Waugh. And that's a fair. Mm-hmm. this is also a fair point mm-hmm. that I'm totally open to, is that
1: they were such an incredibly well-built yes. team that they got by with the worst goaltending that a cup champion has had in 40 years. Right. And, and it, it's like, if you put Patrick Waugh on that team, what do they then Undefeated. just win those extra four games? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like, do they maybe? Do, does Patrick Wall steal one extra game for you? Maybe, uh, maybe. I
2: don't I, know. I do. They, I don't know. They might go eighty-two and zero and so, sixteen and zero in the postseason. Yeah.
1: So, like that, uh, I'm completely open to also this. This is a. It's a perfectly fair point.
2: Like I think about the way my heart was beating when Patrick Waugh is stealing Game Six of the Stanley Cup Final, and it's just like. Every it felt mm-hmm. like he had to save their asses like over he and did. over and over again. It was like Darcy just like had to make some routine saves in yeah. Game Six. And yeah.
1: Well, when you look at the third period of Game Six, and you're like, what the goal he have to do? He made one save, one, one s- memorable save.
2: Yeah. And so that's why I'm just like this team, from top to bottom, was just so unbelievable that I I honestly it was between these two for one for me, um, and then uh, number three is 2001 Avs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, number four. Ninety six Avs.
1: Why ninety six over the over the Broncos? Or is it like they're kind of the same tier of champion? And that's kind of where we're splitting was, uh, hairs here. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I mean, I'm cool with that. I,
2: I didn't really obviously, you know, they're right around the same era of my life, which is
3: very very young.
2: <laughs> so I didn't have like a lot of nuance to compare it to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think with the oh, and w- one other thing I wanted to say about ninety eight on top. Four Hall of Famers on that team. Mm-hmm. Do that Do that 2022 Avs or does 2001 Avs have four Hall of Famers? Yes. I bet. Yeah. Are you serious? So it's Forsberg, Waugh, Sackick, Sack, 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 Sack. Sack. oh, and Blake. And, and Blake and Bork. So five. Yeah. Okay. And then
1: you have Adam Foote, who is considered a border. Like he won't ever get in. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Adam Foote and Milan Hayduke are both guys that are like. But mm-hmm. that wasn't anyway, the
2: conversation I wanted to have. Sure. The conversation is 2022. How many Hall of Famers does that team uh, have?
1: You're gonna have you're gonna have McKinnon. Yep, you're gonna McCarr. have McCarr. You're gonna have Byram.
3: Oh, oh, he calls Byram.
2: Yeah, I like that. Does Landy have an outside shot?
1: No. Oh, and I'm sorry. You're gonna have Miko. I. I said both. Of them. My bad. Uh, yeah, my bad. You
2: said Bo Byram. Oh no. I okay, said,
1: uh, but Miko. Landy
2: and Yeah, yeah but Landy
1: Landy won't get in. He just hasn't had that kind of career. The stats, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I think maybe if, if they go and steal a couple more cups.
1: Well, and if he continues, let's say Landis Kog plays at a – because he's been a point-per-game guy the last couple of years. Let's say he does three more years of point-per-game.
0: Couple more well, cups, maybe well, two cups. Yeah,
1: if he gets two more cups, then I think you're talking about the J- Jonathan Taves. You're the leader of this of, whole uh, thing dynasty. Uh-huh. You yes. have to, yeah. If you're the face, if you're the captain of a dynasty, I think in, in that case he probably gets in. All right. But you're, but you're then putting the, this Avalanche group up there with the '80s Oilers, the '80s Islanders, yep. mm-hmm. uh, the the Taves, the 2010s Blackhawks. You're talking about. Among the greatest groups of players in NHL history,
2: and personally, I don't see any reason why they can't. So. Yeah, they could
1: for sure. They just need to like, do it. It's absolutely
2: yeah. possible, but it's not. It's you're asking a lot. as I as it's, I sit yeah. here
1: today, I would say Landeskog is on the out. Yep. He has he has a lot more work to do. But so does Miko Rantanen. Right, yeah. but Miko Rantanen has been a is a point yeah. per game player five years into his career. Yeah, and if he has five more years of that, yeah. then he can do that thing where he gets old. And he has sixty points in eighty games for five years and it doesn't matter. Yep. And he ends up he ends up with thirteen hundred points and he ends up with five hundred goals and he's got a Stanley Cup and maybe another one. And you know, maybe he has like a heart trophy caliber season or something in him because he's still young enough that we can have that conversation. Yep. And
0: maybe again I now ben remember why
2: I put ninety six Avs over ninety seven Broncos, and that is because they dominated the championship. You know, they sweep uh. the Panthers. <clears throat> Whereas, like, the Broncos, it was a close game. You don't take anything away from that? Yeah, but the 97
1: Broncos beat a real team there. And the 96 Panthers are one of the worst teams to ever make the Cup Finals.
2: As proven by the Fs. Well, <laughs> and,
1: and I mean, like, you don't like you don't want to take a – like, they beat good teams to get there. Yeah. They beat the, those Penguins teams. Yep. You know, with all the Hall of Fame talent. They beat – like, and <clears> they <throat> they did that. They won those games. They got there. But – when In NHL history, they are one of the weakest uh, Cup Finals teams
0: to ever get there. And the last spot here.
2: Last one, like I said, I think it's the one that we were matched up on, which is 2015 Brown. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yep. They were just miserable. The one,
1: <laughs> the one thing that I don't think I gave the Avalanche enough credit now that I think about it back is the fact that they beat Detroit, the 62-win yes. Red Wings, in the, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that um, was the Stanley Cup, and that and that in ended up being, I mean, you're three of your final four. You had such a good chance at an amazing Cup final between either Detroit and Colorado against Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then Florida wins that thing, and you're like, well, Thanks. I guess they get to get run over now. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, but the Avs going, the Avs going through the sixty-two win. Uh, Red Wings is something I probably did not give them enough credit for, oddly enough.
2: We will revisit this yes, ranking next year when we have to figure out where to place the 2023 Avalanche.
0: Do we do it between the Nuggets and Avalanche championships, <laughs> or do we just wait till they both win?
3: Well, we got to wait. <laughs>
1: we got to wait until they both win, because Jokic well, okay. is going to do something that the NBA has never seen uh, before in his Aver- first finals. He triple is. Double in the finals. Yeah. Like, straight up, he's uh, going to – well, it's going to be it's going to be like a 40-15-10 and 10 kind of thing. Uh, I was going to get us out of here, but I like go, where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> All Hell
0: right, yeah. you know, that's going like, to do it for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. I think next week we're actually going to talk about uh, who is – which which teams deserve the most to be champions out of Denver but didn't get the championship. So Ooh. we'll talk about, you know, twenty twelve Broncos, that sort of stuff. Um <sighs> the
1: two thousand abs. Okay. That team was so good, okay. man.
2: I like this. We've already got a uh, know, already got I know, I know. It's old teaser. We're, We're gonna cut it off right there. Oh, be back next abs, week. We'll President's be talking trophy. about then.
0: It's gonna be a lot of fun. Give us a like on the way out, and uh, that'll do it for the Denver Sports Podcast. Yes. <laughs> nailed the it, nailed it. There we go. See, <laughs> See you, you next guys. week.